welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Radio Red in the house with three very happy creatives. Thank you, Jordan. The intro went a little bit too fast, and here we are. We didn't get to hear it, of course. Oh, how those lips could talk. I have a quick announcement for my listeners and viewers around the world. I have a new website I want you to see if you have a chance to go to it. It's just my name, aka radiored.com. It's got all kinds of a gallery of my art and a little bit about what this, my alter ego, does as a creative. So I'd love to have you all take a look at that. This is Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creatives, my favorite place to be on Mondays. I get to talk to really interesting, savvy creatives. A creative is anybody who's alive as far as I'm concerned. How do you talk? How do you walk? How do you dress? How do you answer the phone? How do you run your business? How do you regulate the time you have with family and friends. What do you do? Are you a painter? Are you a photographer? Are you a dancer? Do you sing in the shower? Do you cook specially? Do you do something interesting in your garden? Do you do woodworking? Do you sew? Do you do crafts? Or just do you sit around and how do you pick the books that you read or the music you listen to? That's all about creativity. To me, life is an improv. Yes, it is. I didn't, as much as I love my mom and my dad, I didn't come out with a manual that said, on this day you're going to do this, and that day you're going to do that. We're all making it up as we go along. My guests look like they're shocked and amazed. Let me introduce (laughs) them in just a second. Guess I didn't tell you this. I'm not going to introduce you quite yet, but we have homework here. I want you to put up your fingers in the shape of the letter L, Judy and Charmin and Beverly, the letter L. And on the count of three, you're going to join me. Beverly, move it over a little bit. We can see it. There you go. Oh, you got two L's. This is important, Beverly. (laughs) On the count of three, you're going to join me in saying hello, L, 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 just like that. One, two, three. Hello, L, 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 L. Jordan, my engineer, that was the best ever. The, the, the absolutely the best ever. If I had an award, I, I know you all don't ha- need more trophies in your life, but I would send you a trophy. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. She's been listening for years. And every Monday night when she's around, and she is tonight as far as I know, she will email me at 8.01 p.m. Eastern, Judy and Charmin and Beverly, and she will tell me how much she enjoyed listening to the three of you and what she got from what you shared on your creativity. You'll send me a little synopsis of what each of you said on the show. And it's lovely. We've been friends for many, many years. I've been trying to get Laura to move. Those of you in New York will understand. She lives in Whitestone, and that doesn't start with L. So I've been looking all over the country for places with L. We wanted to move her to London, and I've been taking up a fake GoFundMe for years to raise fake money to send her to fake London. But I forgot (laughs) that a year ago, almost a year ago, coming up on another month, I moved to a place that starts with an L, believe it or not, in Tennessee. I wanted to move to London. Judy, you're not going to believe this. And I tilted my head when I looked at the map, and the N in London went upside down, and I moved to Loudoun, Tennessee. And that's where I am. So after all looking all over places for Laura to move, I decided she could come. I'll find her, help her get a house here in Loudoun. It's a lovely place to be. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is August 28th. Can you believe it's the last Monday, almost the end of August? Where has the year gone? And I know I can say that 
we're all happy to still be around. We've come through a long, dark tunnel for years, and it's not over yet, but we are here. So uh, I want to invite my three guests to, I'm just going to introduce you very briefly. I'm changing the order of the show, and then I'm going to ask you about Virgos. Any of you a Virgo born under the sign of Virgo? <gasps> Triman is. Beverly, what sign are you? Capricorn. And Judy, what sign are you? I'm I'm a Libra too. We're coming up. We'll talk. We'll talk. So I'm going to go through the characteristics of Virgo, and we're going to see if Charmin is true to her sign and and if Judy and Beverly want to be honorary Virgos. But right now, just let me introduce you. (laughs) Judy Teton, just wave hello. Judy is an acrylic abstract artist. She's a business owner. She's a USA pickleball ambassador and certified coach. Yay! She's a vocalist. She's an organist, a pianist, a song and lyric writer, and the author of Grave State of Affairs from Epitaphs to Belly Laughs. Welcome, Judy. So nice to see you. And Charmin Moore, thank you. We're going to get to know you in a minute. You'll be giving a bigger bio. Charmin Moore is here. She's a registered nurse and the winner of a Hero Award. Bravo to you, and thank you for your work. She's the founder of the Global Coaching Institute. She's the author of Lessons of a Life Coach and creator of the Abundance Quest online course. Charmin, welcome. So nice to see you. I met you all at the Publicity Summit a few weeks ago. And Beverly A. Beverly, you forgot the A, and I'm going to have to add the A there. Beverly A. Williams is a partner in a global law firm. She's a podcaster as well. She's the author of the book, Your GPS, to employment success, how to find and succeed in the right job. And the key word there to me is the right job. And she also has is the author of many articles. The one that caught my attention was, listen up, girls, where I come from, women don't sit at the head of the table. Beverly, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. So ladies, welcome. And I'm going to have you give a longer bio in a minute, but let's go around the table. So we have one Virgo in the house, and I'm going to read you the traits. Judy and Beverly, let's see if you want to be honorary Virgo. So listen up. And Charmin, you have to tell me if this describes you. Virgo, sixth sign of the Zodiac, represented as a young maiden carrying a sheaf of wheat. That's adorable. That's charming. Ruled by Mercury means their minds move so fast. It's hard. I didn't mean to do this. I meant so fast mm-hmm. it's hard for others to keep up so they're humble are you humble charman charman i humble? am uh, beverly yeah. and and judy humble what do you think yeah. no i don't think anybody would call me humble no. okay then you then, all right, i have more to try for you practical hard working what do you think yeah. yep okay how about quick thinking maybe yeah. you think? Perfect- oh, not so much, not so much. Yeah. how about a perfectionist anybody a perfectionist here yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Charming. I try to make that. sure things are right, but I don't know about perfection. <laughs> okay, hold on. A Virgo deals with information like a computer, transforming data sets, even of jumbled data, into clear, organized concepts. Is that you, Charmin? That's me. That's you. Uh, okay. Yeah. And they're also kind and supportive of friends and lovers. Judy, you want to be an honorary Virgo, dear? You oh, can. Oh, sure. Why not? Okay. Why not? Be- <laughs> Beverly, what about you? Beverly? My mother was a Virgo. I'll be a Virgo in, in, in her place. There you go. So Virgo's recommended professions are teachers, healers, editors, and musicians. Okay. I think we could touch on that somewhere. And some famous Virgos, Adam Sandler, Beyonce, Beyonce. Keanu Reeves. Gloria Estefan, Idris Elba, Be Still My Heart, Pink, Cameron Diaz, Tyler Perry, Amy Poehler, Melissa McCarthy, Jennifer Coolidge, who happens to be born today, Taraji P. Henson, one of my favorites, Shania Twain, Jennifer Hudson, 
Prince Harry, we won't talk about him. Jack Black, born today. <laughs> Richard Gere, Michael Buble. Oh my, that music. Leslie Jones, the comedian. Nick Jonas and Michael Keaton are all Virgo. So there we go. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Was he too? He wasn't in my list. Oh my tomorrow, goodness. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay. Then he then he qualifies for that. So we have two honorary Virgos, one real Virgo, and I'm a Libra also. Judy, you and I will talk. Let's go around the table and get some fuller introductions, please. Judy, you're up first. I'm putting you on full screen speaker view and so everybody can see you. And Judy, just spend about three minutes telling us all about what you do. I listed about 900 things that you do. So pick, <laughs> pick a couple and spend three minutes telling us more. Judy Tayton, welcome. Well, I, I have uh, just uh, since I retired, I have uh, I, I believe that that life begins at 70. And uh, whether you believe it or not, uh, it begins at 70 because that's when I started having my most fun in the whole world. I started learning how to paint and I started doing uh well, I did pickleball a few years before that, and that was just a kick in the pants. It is just so funny. If you haven't tried it, you have to. So find somebody that knows how and pick up a paddle. But uh, you can do it till you fall over into the grave. I mean, I sit, literally, we have 80-year-olds out there playing, and one of them's getting to be 90 pretty soon. So, hey, uh, you know, as long as you're up and standing upright, you know, go for it, ladies. <laughs> Okay. And um, you can't tell I'm a teacher, right? So, uh, yeah, I started painting at 70, and then I accidentally wrote a book. So uh, this was so much fun, you guys. I, I, I started writing down uh, 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 the things that happened to us at my mother's funeral because it was so bizarre. There were just so many crazy things that happened. And um, I, I started writing and uh, started making jokes. Of course, this was just going to be for my family, you know? You just kind of... <laughs> rag around, you know? So anyway, when I got done, my family said, oh, hey, this is so funny. I can't stop laughing. You need to make it into a book so other people can read it. So I accidentally wrote a book. So um, yeah, people are still laughing and I'm excited. <laughs> Judy, thank you so much. Such a pleasure to meet you. I played racquetball years ago and in the shape oh. I'm in, I wouldn't dare get back on a court of any oh, kind. Yes. You don't have to move near as much. <laughs> really? Okay. Really? Well, really? when I was playing racquetball, I only played with men because I liked the challenge. Men were taller huh? than me, bigger than me, and I just okay. had a Me blast. too. We're Libras. I <laughs> love it. There you go. Let's go around the table. Charmin Moore, so happy to have you here. Would you please do us the honor of filling in the blanks of what I talked about you? Who are you and what's your passion for your creativity? Charmin, Charmin with a C-H, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So my birthday's on Thursday and I will be 60. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So it has been a real journey and making lemonade is what we do, right? And that's what I've been doing for the last 30 years, making lemonade. You know, life throws you a curve, you make lemonade. And so life threw me curves and that's how I became a nurse. Uh, it threw me a curve. I didn't want to be a nurse. And I got a full scholarship to nursing school and said, okay, I'll give this a try and loved it. Absolutely loved it. Here it is 35 years later. And I've done every, every manner of nursing because I've got to do different things. Uh, the, the creative, it's purpose on purpose on purpose. So I realized that even in nursing, I worked on different nursing floors. I always did PRN so that PRN is as needed. So I'd work on this floor today and that floor tomorrow just so I would have the variety. And I realized that about myself. 
Then I realized that I liked working out in the field better than I liked working in a building. You learn yourself over time. And so I started taking field positions in nursing. So I'd be outside in the air because I love, love, love. I'm most creative when I'm outdoors. So I love the outdoors. I love nature. So what's the best thing to do? Take a field job so that you can be outside. You can drive. You can fly. You can take a train. You can do whatever you want. And I thrived more in nursing being in the field. And so I started doing field jobs. So I've been doing that now for the last 20 years. I, I travel everywhere. I'm always on a train or a plane or something. Then I started, I got really, really ill. So I said, hmm, I'm, I was stuck in bed for two months, which oh. was not a good thing. Yeah. They thought I had lupus. That was not the case, but it was really, really bad virus that I caught traveling. And so it knocked me on my, you know what? <laughs> so I was in bed and I was like, what am I going to do if I could not work on the floor anymore? And out of that, oh, out of that questioning, I started journaling. And out of that, I have a real knack for helping people, you know, with the supercomputer brain they say I have. No, I can naturally draw things out of people. People are always coming to me and telling me their problems. I was like, what kind of person is that? life coach. So I went to school, became certified and started on that journey. And that was a very creative process, but helped me understand myself more. So that was 20 years ago. So it's just been purpose on top of purpose on top of purpose. Here I am today, still doing both nursing, coaching, training, because I love them both. It allows me to be my best self and um, love music, love golfing, you know, just got married in April to this amazing man. Getting married at 60, really? Well, why not? If you find the right guy, you know. Mazel so tov, mazel tov, Charmin. That's, that's lovely. You have been creating and recreating your life since you started figuring it out. And, and I yes. think all of us have. Uh, it's interesting how you've segmented up until this age and this age and this age and mm -hmm. keep on moving one foot in front of the other as Dory yes says in Finding Nemo, voiced by Ellen DeGeneres, just keep swimming, 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 just keep swimming, right? That's right. you. Thank you, Charmin. Delighted You're to welcome. meet you. And let's go to Beverly. You want me to put the A in there, Beverly? All my notes say Beverly A. Williams, no? Well, it's not necessary. Beverly well, is, is enough. Beverly I'm, a is I'm sure you necessary. are. <laughs> I'm putting you on speaker view. We'd love to hear what you do. Beverly, you're up. Welcome. As uh, Red said, I am a partner in a global law firm based in Princeton, New Jersey. And um, it's really interesting because I'm able to work remotely from my home. So I don't get into the office uh, at all, quite frankly. I think I've been there two, twice in the past year. Um, but I enjoy what I do. That's why I'm still working. I like the topics. The the I like employment discrimination. As a woman of color, I'm passionate about that. I want to make sure that people are treated fairly. I don't. Um, I I represent management, but I have rec I have met. I have excuse me. I have represented um, employees, plaintiffs, but. I do better on the management side. And I feel that by representing management, I can ensure that people are treated fairly because I tell my clients, if there's discrimination, if I believe there's discrimination, 
I tell them, and you need to settle it. You need to make it right. So we need people on both sides that are passionate about making sure that people are fairly treated and treated in compliance with our laws. I wrote my books because whether it was hubris or naivete, when I saw people being displaced, laid off, outsourced, however they can, however they characterized it, and I saw them going about the business of looking for a job, I realized that they weren't doing it in an effective way. And I said, you know what? I can help them. And when, especially when I saw men, grown men who had always been able to provide for their families, when I saw them in their three-piece suits down in the dumps because they had gotten laid off and they couldn't find employment. They were doing all the wrong things. They weren't even telling people that they weren't employed, that they were unemployed. They would just get up, go looking for work, you know, go to the, if they go to the uh, library to use the computer. So I wrote the book. I know, Charmin, I couldn't be a coach. Mm -hmm. People do what they want to do. If they don't hear what they want to hear, they're angry. And I'm not one who tells you what you want to hear. I tell you what you need to hear. So that's the kind of person I am. And sometimes that flies and sometimes that doesn't. Beverly, thank you. I have a question for you. To me, the creativity is also not in just what you do, but the creativity is in how did you name your book? Using GPS, everybody knows what GPS is. So how did you decide to put a, a three-letter icon, if you will, into the title of the book to give the idea that this is going to be your signpost or your map to? Go ahead. In truth, I... Uh, the, the title was recommended by my publisher, and I thought it was really a catchy phrase. But then I realized that there was a chapter in my first book that it was entitled Networking is the GPS to Employment Success. So she got it from me. <laughs> so I, you know, I wanted to get I want because I'd like to give attribution if I, I you know, because sometimes you're creative and sometimes you're not. And sometimes you don't know if you're creative. This but is true. That was it. And networking is the GPS to employment success. You've got to let people know that you need their help. You've got to communicate with people. You've got to reach out and connect. People are willing to help if you let them know and, and you, you're the, you approach them in the right way. Thank you. All good. Thank you all for your bios. Let's go to the quote section of the show segment. I've asked each of you to send me a quote from a fictional movie or TV character or a song lyric. Judy's picked a doozy. I haven't heard that one. It's fabulous. I researched all your quotes and let's go through these. Spend about two minutes telling me what this has to do with your your creativity. Uh, Judy has picked a quote from Vivian Ward. Anybody remember the character Vivian Ward? Well, she was played by Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman, 1990 American romantic oh, comedy. Yeah. And she is, is, she is, um, she's a prostitute in Hollywood. She's hired by wealthy businessman Edward Lewis, played by Richard Gere, to be his escort for his business and social functions. She stays with him for a week, and guess what? They develop a relationship. I will give you a little sidebar here before I give the quote, Judy. 
the title Pretty Woman is based on Roy Orbison's 1954 song, Oh Pretty Woman. And I was a drummer and MC for a Motown band when I lived in a community in Durham, North Carolina. And for one of the shows, I researched all of the rock songs, the Motown (laughs) songs. And while the band was getting set up for the next song, I would give a little patter. Well, some of the audience said, we didn't come here for a history lesson. Why is she telling us that? Well, give me a break. So I discovered that Oh Pretty Woman was when Roy Orbison was meeting with his musicians and his wife said something like, I don't need to be here. I'm going shopping. Can I have some money? I think this is the way it went. Don't quote me. And one of the members of the band said, you don't need money. You're a pretty woman somehow and that became the title of the song oh pretty woman so that's where the title of the movie came from but i digress so uh she is in a restaurant and she's trying to eat snails at a fancy french restaurant and one of them flies off her fork or whatever that (laughs) device is so here's here's the quote judy has picked this is a riot slippery little suckers judy rescue i don't remember that for them judy what does this have to do with your creativity talk to us i'm not sure it's i say it all the time (laughs) i say it when i'm on the pickleball court you know i can hit a pickleball whatever but i can't pick one up to save me (laughs) it's just so light and it'll you'll just touch it and it'll go ping and so you have to chase it and pick it up you know so you don't want to um, pick a ball you don't want to miss a ball because then you have to try to pick it up and it's so difficult But I'm saying that all the time. I'm oh, slippery little sucker. <laughs> I don't would remember you, from there either. Would you I say? Do. I remember it. Do you, Judy? Uh, would you yes, say that oh. this is about how creativity comes into your life? That it it can be slippery, and an idea can just slide <laughs> off your racket at a Probably. moment. Probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm working this, Judy. I'm working this. Yeah, we need yeah, this to relate to your, We need this to relate to your creativity. So, all right, we'll leave. We'll leave it at that. Thank you for the quote. It made us all smile. Let's go on to Charmin Moore's quote. Charmin, this is a riot. It's from the movie Robots. The character is Fender, voiced by Robin Williams. Oh, I'm so sad he left us so soon. What a brilliant oh mind. This is a 2005 American computer animated sci-fi adventure comedy. Now, in the old days, some of us may remember it was either a comedy or a drama. Now you can link together computer animated sci-fi adventure comedy, right? So it's all of this, this confluence of genres and the scene in this, let me tell you, um, voices of Ewan McGregor, Halle Berry, Greg Kinnear, Mel Brooks, oh my, Amanda Bynes, Drew Carey, Robin Williams, a robot named Rodney Copperbottom seeks out his idol, Big Weld, and his company in Robot City only to re- to discover a plot by the new owner, Greg Kinnear, and his mother, Jim Broadbent, to cheat older robots into buying expensive upgrades. Oh my goodness gracious. So this is the scene. Crank, voiced by Drew Carey, is playing, is watching somebody play a very bad trumpet. He says, well, there goes our happy ending. And Fender, voiced by Robin Williams, here's the quote, says, yo, it's a fusion of jazz and funk. It's called junk. Charmin, I laughed as hard for your quote as I did for Judy. So, Charmin, what does this have to do with your creativity? Please help me out here. All right. So, first of all, I love jazz, right? So, jazz takes me to the the fifth dimension, and it just opens me up. But that's not what this was that day. So, my my son, who was around 9 or 10, Zach, he comes in, and he's laughing his head off. He had just been upstairs and watched it, and he knows I love jazz. And he goes, mom, mom, I just heard this really great quote. And he goes, yo, it's a fusion between jazz and funk. It's called junk. 
out laughing. The kid just nailed it. It's called junk because jazz, funk, junk. And I like, that is just hilarious. And it, but he did that just because he knows how I have 3,000 songs in my jazz collection. I love, love jazz because it does open me up so that I can create. And that's where I go to when I want to create. So that's where it came from. I never heard it. My kid came and knew me enough to say, I've got a quote for you, mom. Fantastic. And, and Charmin, when you say that's your go-to, when you're trying to think about how to coach a particular life coaching client or write a book mm -hmm. or do something like that, do you listen yeah. to jazz? Does it, what is that process like? Do you say, okay, I'm going to go in my room and listen to jazz and it's going to energize me or things. Tell us a little about that. When I listen to jazz and it's got, and it's got to be a certain type too. So it, it can't have any words at all. It's got to be completely instrumental at that point. And it really can't have too many beats and that's going to get me dancing because I love to dance. So that's not going to really help me. It has to be still jazz. I call it still. And that's how I have it in my playlist. I've got still, I've got dance, I've got whatever, but it's got to be still. And then once I listen to that still music, like I said, it just opens me up. I can't put it any other way. And then I can receive messages from the divine. So that's what I do. And that works for me. Thank that's you. Right. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm always intrigued at how people use different, shall we say, stimuli, whether it's looking mm -hmm. at a painting or whether it's hearing music or hearing mm -hmm. somebody talk or going out in nature. Very interesting. We'll get into more of that later. Beverly Williams has picked yes. a quote that I get on a lot of my business shows, and we love this quote. It's from Base Commander Colonel Nathan R. Jessup, USMC. That's a long business card played by Jack Nicholson. And the movie, of course, is A Few Good Men, 1992 American legal drama film based on Aaron Sorkin's 19. 89 play. Uh, very, very interesting here. Let me just read the background to the movie, Beverly. I think you'll appreciate this. Talking about creativity. Aaron Sorkin was inspired to write the source play for the movie from a conversation he had with his sister, Deborah. She was a graduate at BU Law School, and she signed up for three years with the U.S. Navy Judge Advocate General Corps, that's JAG. Remember the TV show JAG? She was going to Guantanamo Bay to defend Marines who came close to killing a fellow Marine in a hazing that was ordered by a superior officer. Sound familiar? Yeah. Sorkin was bartending at the Palace Theater on Broadway in New York at the time. And he wrote notes about that conversation and what inspired him on cocktail napkins while he was bartending he and his roommates remember this was 89 he and his roommates bought a macintosh 512k and after work when he went home to the apartment he typed the notes into the computer and this formed the basis for the drafts that wrote the play that became the source for the movie talk about a creative wow. process yeah. so yeah. here's the quote five little words pack a punch you can't handle the truth. Beverly Williams, what does this have to do with your creativity? Talk to me. You know, for some reason, like Charmin, people talk to me. They, 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 they like telling me things um, unsolicited. Uh, mm -hmm. They seek out my advice. They seek out my commentary. And um, <laughs> when I was younger, I, I would tell them what I thought was the truth. And I realized they couldn't handle the truth. So the creativity comes in. Well, now I'm more creative about how I deliver my message. 
sometimes I say nothing because what I've heard is something that should not be countenanced. <laughs> so I just, I say nothing. And then when they press me, I say, well, you know, you're going to do what you want to do anyway. Why don't we just move <laughs> on or something like that? But I have to be more creative in how I deliver um, negative messages because people really can't handle the truth. They want to hear what they want to hear, that what they're thinking about doing is what they should do when we know that it isn't. So when you're when you're an attorney, you have to be creative about delivering bad news, delivering um, news that may not be bad news for the client, but it's really not what the client wants to hear. And when I thought about me being creative, I didn't think I was until I started writing my books and people said, I would say, oh, you know, I'm not creative. And people would say, of course you are. Don't you know you, you're able to write that book? You're very creative. I hadn't thought of it that way. It was something that, to your point, Charmin, I had to get out. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting. You can't handle the truth. And that's why you mentioned before, Beverly, that you couldn't do life coaching like Charmin does. Oh, no. Because you couldn't, you, you would have to tell people, you might not want to hear it, kid, but. This and is you know, that's what, when they press me, that's what I do. I'll say, are you sure you want me to tell you? Ah, you and know. They, and then they will, sometimes they back up and sometimes, you know, they come full bore and it's like, Okay. Beverly, I just heard an ad on a major news network radio station. I listen on TuneIn. I won't tell you what it is, but I just heard an ad for a psychic group, a psychic service in California. And they, the, the voice of the woman says, we want to tell you what your future is. We want to tell you so you can see it. And the question is, I wanted to talk back to the radio and say, <laughs> Can they really handle what you think is the truth? I've never heard an ad. They said, we've got great psychics and they're certified. They can do this and it's all proven. I'm thinking, yeah, right. What's that going to cost me? It was sounding tempting, but you can't handle the truth. Who knows what that truth really is? Exactly. So, through the filter, through the filter of the person delivering it. Thank you, ladies, for the interesting quotes. I want to go to the part of the show. Now, this is going to be a little surprise for all of you. You've each sent me four creative, oh, don't worry about it, four creativity <laughs> statements. And I'm going to pick one from each of you to start. And let's see, we're doing, we're at a, just about on time now. I'm going to pick one for you and read it and ask you to tell us a little bit more. If any of the others, first it'll be Judy and then Triman and then Beverly. Either one, if anybody has a comment to say about what somebody else is saying, don't just jump in, but wiggle one of your nice fingers. We all have, I think, 10 fingers and one of them is the mean finger. I'll respond to one of the nice fingers. So just wiggle your finger at me and I'll call you. So Judy, here's what you said. This is very interesting. I've never heard this before. You say in visual art, this is statement number one, in visual art, creation for me must be in a short amount of time. I want to see the end result, or at least the end of a section, in a reasonable amount of time. That's why I don't paint with oils. Judy, I mm -hmm. have never heard that before about the expediting the creativity process. Can you tell us a little more about that, please, Judy? Go ahead. You know, I'm not real sure of why, but I, I have ADD, and um, 
So I'm always just flitting here and flitting there and, and getting distracted easily. And so if I don't do it quickly, it may never get done. <laughs> so, so uh, but I am very impatient. And uh, so I've picked stuff. I've done all kinds of art and, and stuff my whole life. But um, I, I pick things that are, that are fast, like watercolors very fast. And so that's what I used to do when the kids were small. I dabbled in that a little bit. But now acrylic is easy. It dries fast. Oh, yeah. Oils take days. And I, I could not bear. <laughs> I would just leave it. <laughs> I could not bear to wait that long for something to develop because I have a picture in my head and I want it to be something and it needs to get there, you know, get there now. <laughs> so uh, it's just part of who I am. Thank you very much. Very interesting. I hadn't quite heard that before, and that's why I ask everybody. What you're looking at is one of my, what I call AI embellished art. This is displayed on my new new website. And what I do, Judy, is I create, with text prompts, I create portraits, images in an AI program called Night Cafe Studio. I have credits, and it's free. And then I print it out on film, acetate, basically, 8.5 by 11, I printed out about 117%, so it doesn't fill the whole thing, but enough. Then I transfer what's uh, the ink, and it's almost like a sketch onto mm-hmm. cardstock, 12 by 12, pure white cardstock in my art studio, which is the sunroom. When I bought this house, what am I going to do with that room? It's an art studio packed with paints and all kinds of stuff. Then I roll over it with my hand or with a roller and transfer the ink, which I found out if I leave the acetate sit too long in, in my room here and on my printer, it will dry to nothing. It doesn't transfer very well. I have to run into the room, transfer it, and then I'm left with this sketch. And then I take my acrylic paints and I take my Sargent glitter glue and I have jewels. You can see her eyes are different colors. I have yeah. a set of plastic jewels, re- rectangles, squares, diamond shapes, and little circles. And I paste on, I first put the glue on, the glitter, and then I paste on the eye. I gave her her dark red lipstick, and then I color in her hair. And I call this my I AI it. embellished art. And it doesn't take right. long, Judy. You talk about fast. Once I look at it, I could be done in 10, 15 minutes, and then... wow. I have to let it dry. I do have to let it dry, Judy. It does. The glitter takes a while to dry. And then I frame them and my local hair salon has asked me to give them a whole bunch of them and they put them on the walls to Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. I'm I'm not I don't think I'm gonna sell any, but I'll show you another one. I just commenting on Judy's. Here's another one I just did. This young man with a lot of red hair. That didn't come out too well. Here, there. That's a young man with a huge crop of hair there. And here's a lady on a microphone. See, she's got glitter earrings and all they all have. Uh, this one doesn't have too much red cheekbones. This is my glamorous redhead with the green eyes. And here's one more. Oh, that's the one I showed you before. This one. She's a little scary, oh, but I gave her all kinds of colors. So I'm going to go back to my my normal picture. There we are. Radio Red. Thank you very much, Judy. That was very provocative. <laughs> Let's go to a statement from Charmin Moore. Charmin, you already talked about your jazz. So I'm looking at statement number four, and I'll read it for you. You say creativity okay. means escaping into nature and listening for all the sights, the sounds, and the smells I've never experienced before. Tell us about that, Charmin, please. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I get to travel. And when I travel um, across the world, um, that's one of the things that I, I make sure to do. So I went to Curacao years ago <clears throat> and I wandered off to this 
this abandoned place where there was a big old plantation house. But on the plantation house, you walked and there was a field. And I could, the smell of the field, the smell of the earth was nothing like I've ever smelled before. It just, mm-hmm. it just wasn't. And it took me to a totally different place. And I love to do that. I love to go other places. The food, of course, tastes differently. Mm-hmm. The sounds of the birds, birds that don't, aren't naturally natural to our ecosystem here, over there, right? Uh, different types of reptiles and things like that that make the sounds. They're not the sounds that you hear here. I absolutely love to do that. And that's one of the things that I, I, I like to do. I, I grew up in Europe, same thing. There's no color like the color green in Ireland and Scotland. There's no color green on the earth quite like it. And until you see it, and they'll say, Charmin was right. I've not seen this quite this shade of green over there. I love to experience that. Very, very interesting. Uh, I've met some writers on this show, Charmin, who say that they go to a special place outside when they want to write creatively or create music. And mm-hmm. they'll say it might be a walk in the woods or it might be a bench outside their house mm-hmm. or it could be a snowy day. And the, those sights and sounds excite them and I'm going to use the word liberate them and open up yeah. their mind to see and hear and think different things. Yes. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah, I, I got to get back to my drumming because when I play music, my head goes into the places where the music is talking to me. I like to think about what the music is saying. I'm trying to start a band here, but I haven't found anybody who wants to do rock and roll or blues. It's Tennessee, kids. Rock and roll or, or Motown. So I haven't found anybody, but I'm, I'm still going to look. I have my whole, my whole drum set set up here. So that's what I have to do. Thank you, Charmin. Let's, and Charmin, how did you get your name? How did you get my mother? Yeah, so that's uh, that's my mom, um, Pearl, and she was never going to call me Charmin. My name is Hortense. Don't tell anybody. Nobody's watching. Nobody. But <laughs> nobody's watching. Just one or two. Um, right. She was always going to call me Charmin. She was always going to call me Charmin. I don't know where from. But then at the last minute when she was delivering, her friend who was named Hortense, who was a singer named Hortense Ellis, came to visit her and she was like the only person she knew in college. And she was like, I'm gonna call her Hortense so she'll be smart and go to college. So that's the reason why she named, put Hortense on the birth certificate and never called me that. So I never even knew it was my name. Never knew until I was five. So it's it's my mom, uh, you know, and that name has stuck with me and people call me Charm for short. And now I've embraced Charm. So um, I'm going to- you are yes. charming. You. you are yes. charming. But what's interesting is your your mother had the creativity. The name meant something to her. We had a, a cousin somewhere on my father's side named Hortense, and they called her Horty. That was her name, Horty. Yes. Horty, yes. Horty Bender. I'm sure she's long <laughs> gone. And it was just Horty. And Horty's coming to see us or whatever, cousin Horty, whatever. So I yes. grew up in that. Interesting. So you are charming. Well, you certainly are. Thank you very Thank much. You. Beverly Williams, let's look at your yes. statement number two. I like this. This was a little bold, and that's why I'm picking it, because you are. You say, it's the ability to create interesting, recognizable, and even uninterest. I'm sorry, unrecognizable interesting images and structures. Beverly says, I can do this verbally. For example, if I think someone is not appropriately dressed for an event or an occasion to provoke a discussion, so we're talking provocative creativity, I may ask, is that the statement you want to make? 
Beverly, <laughs> Beverly Williams, seriously, talk to us. This is interesting. Go ahead, wow. explain, explain well, yourself. You know, if, 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 if a young person is going for a job interview and they um, have on um, uh, leggings and flip-flops and um, maybe a T-shirt, but they, they're going not to a corporate setting, but a setting that is almost as inappropriate. They're not going to a, a, a playground. They're not going to go, they're not looking for a job to become um, a playground in, uh, monitor or, you know, <laughs> to work with children. So I, you know, is that what you're wearing? I, that, I think I just when I ask, is that the statement you want to you want to make It's better than is that what you're wearing? I tell you, you I, I found that I have to be creative and ask questions as opposed to making statements. And it works. It gives them something to think about. I'm not judging what they're what they're doing. I'm. Asking, I'm giving them something to think about. And if they do it the way they plan to do it, then that's fine. And if I provoked a second thought, that's good. Because maybe if they don't change what they're doing now, they may do it later. They may change, may think it, it may provoke change later. It's very it, it, interesting, Beverly, because what you're saying to them is you're creating a brand for yourself every time you talk, every time you yeah. leave the house, every time you're on something like Zoom, you are your brand and people will remember what you look like, what you sounded like, Charmin, what you smelled like, what you, how you presented right. yourself. People will remember your brand. I always wear this red sparkly jacket. I always have my red rose. I always have this. No matter what it costs, every every Monday night, I did change the necklace this time, and I always have the same earrings on. But this is my brand. There's no Zoom fatigue. This is my brand. This is who I am. This is who I present myself as, a.k.a. Radio Red. And so it's very interesting. But Beverly, while you were talking, I was looking back at Judy's creativity statements, and Judy has something very similar. Judy, let me just bring this, read this, and I think you might want to talk back to or with Beverly. Judy says, I love the power of shock and awe. Very surprised, mm -hmm. Judy. Mm -hmm. says, but good, good and peaceful shock and awe. Okay. That means sometimes that transports a viewer, talking about with your art, I guess, to a place where they have never been, so they just want to stay there for a while or stay forever. Talk to us briefly about the shock and awe. Judy, I wasn't expecting that from you. Go ahead. <laughs> the shock and awe is, is, is more comes from my speaking and, and my writing is because um, I don't know, there's just some little imp in me that <laughs> wants to get in trouble every now and then. And so I, I, will, I will bring up something that will sound like it's way over the top for this audience, okay? And they and and they'll go do double take uh uh like uh well I, I can't even think of an example right now but i i just love to watch their faces and they go huh and then i'll go on and i'll say well think about this and i i like to see things from different angles and if you draw a circle 
and you put your problem or your situation in the middle of it and you walk around the circle, you, you can see that, that situation from 360 degrees, <laughs> okay? You can see 360 angles, see that situation. So, so what you're hearing or what you're looking at may not be what you think it is or people have different ideas about it, okay? And I love that. I just love that and getting something out there that they never even dreamed about. Okay? Beverly, briefly, Beverly wants to comment. Go ahead. Is it different perspectives? Yes. Is that what the 360, if you go 360, you get 300, you get a different perspective from each person, depending right. on their, their background, their experience, their personality? And, and we, we are such creatures of habit. Yes. That, and, and we don't like change. And I love change. I love something yes. new and fresh, and it just excites me to no end. And so, so uh, I don't appear to be that on the surface, but that's really who I am. And and as the older I get, the less afraid I am to put myself out there <laughs> because I have what do I have to lose? <laughs> well, we don't. And and Charmin, I want to bring in one more statement from you. I think is I'm trying to link these all together. You say the statement mm -hmm. number one. You say creativity means the abandonment of my scientific brain as your Virgo. It serves yeah. me, but it weighs me down. Is it judgmental, Charmin? What does your scientific brain tell you? Oh, that doesn't add up. Oh, that line isn't straight. What is it telling you, Charmin? No, it, my scientific brain is very, very linear. And my creative brain is very open and airy and all kinds of kooky things come up. But my scientific brain says one and one is two plain and logical but my uh, but you know my creative brain says one and one is 11 one and one is 11 so um you know i have to abandon the scientific brain to really create really hear my messages and uh it wait my scientific brain weighs me down because i work i'm very scientific during the day clinical during the day and then i abandon it at five and i launch into you know, the abundance quest and the life coaching and all that. And I abandon it so that I can really help the people that need to be helped from a different place. I can help clinically. I can do that with my eyes closed. But in order to do, but in order to be creative, I've got to lean on something other than my 3D, other than my brain. I have to lean on my heart and I have to lean on my gut. And I can't get that from a textbook. I get that from the divine. Lovely. Thank you. I was going to say, Beverly, this goes to your quote. Charmin is saying to her scientific brain, you can't handle the truth. I want to be creative. <laughs> I'm walking away from that slide rule. By the way, when I was taking business statistics in, in postgraduate, all the men were using slide rules and I used a pencil and worked out all of the statistics problems on paper and they wow. hated me because they said, what, a girl in statistic and she knows math and she, and she gets 100% on all of the tests and all of the homework, how dare she? I know, cool. I, I know, you I went it. on to running That's a computer, I went on to being a programmer analyst for a statewide community college uh, information reporting system for the whole state of Oregon after that. So it right. was, 
I got the job and they didn't anyway. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. And yeah, that's right. So ladies, we have about seven minutes left. I want to run through some famous birthdays, some music history events, and a couple of other things real fast. So if you know who this person is, just say happy birthday. Jennifer Coolidge, one of my favorite comedic actresses. She was in Legally Blonde, American Piasoon. She was in The White Lotus. If you haven't seen The White Lotus and you can get past the first three episodes of season one, you're going to love it because she is the only one continuing character in season and two but that's the end of the line for her jennifer coolidge is 62 today love her shania twain grammy award-winning uh -huh. singer songwriter her yeah. album come on over from 97 was the best-selling studio album of all time by a female artist who knew 58 happy birthday shania uh jack black comedian actor voice artist producer 54 he was in the school of rock talk about music he was in a lot of other movies and i didn't know this but his parents were engineers on the hubble space telescope what do you think of that charmin interesting wow. he comes from scientific jason Priestley. anybody remember him on beverly hills 90210 he was well he's doing other things but i don't think a lot 54. cheryl porter who is a beautiful american jazz singer and performer cheryl you probably know of her gospel-based music jazz inspired she sing her singles Imagine, Oh Happy Day, and Si Telefonada are very, very popular. Leanne Rimes is 41 today, country singer. She covered Blue, remember the multi-platinum single Blue, at age 13. She was considered the youngest country star since Tanya Tucker emerged in the 1970s. Uh, Leanne Rimes was performing in talent shows at age five. She won Star Search at age eight, and she oh. recently won the season four of The Masked Singer. Army Hammer, actor in The Social Network, Call Me By Your Name, blah, blah, blah. He's the grandson, and he was the Lone Ranger. Uh, he's the oh. grandson of Armin Hammer, who ran Occidental Petroleum, by the way, who was selling ginger extract during the Prohibition, going way back. Then we have <laughs> Florence Welch. Anybody ever heard of Florence and the Machine? Well, the Florence is 37 today. And she helped get their album to receive gold certification in the U.S., Germany, and Canada. Honey Boo Boo. Does anybody sadly remember that character? Yes. Uh, yeah. TLC's Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. The pilot episode had 2.2 million viewers. She competed in wow. the first season of Dancing with the Stars Juniors five years ago. Her real name is Alana or Elena Thompson. She was in a TLC beauty pageant called Toddlers and Tiaras. And her mother gave her go-go juice and was criticized widely. Go-go juice is Mountain Dew plus Red Bull before the beauty wow. pageants when she was a kid. Ah, I have three okay. social media stars. We got four minutes. Three social media stars are going to knock your socks off. Uh, there's a, a gentleman on, on YouTube who's 21 today. His name is Fruitberries. Judy, Fruitberries, one word. Can you pronounce that? He has only 550,000 subscribers. His music video, his popular video, the most one was viewed 16 million times. On Twitch, he has 230,000 subscribers and he posts clips from his Super Mario Brothers gameplay. Okay. On Instagram, we have a birthday for Jordan Tuali, T-U-A-L-L-Y. He only has 370,000 subscribers, but on TikTok, he's got 3.6 million. He is wow. a traveler. He has been to over 30 company, countries. He shares snapshots of his travels to the world's most scenic locales, and he shares practical advice on his blog. He has a YouTube channel called Budget Backpacking. And one more on TikTok, we have Toby, T-O-B-I-U, who has 4.3 million followers for his lip sync videos. 
350,000 followers on Instagram and 2 million views on a TikTok that he set to a the baby song called Toes. I don't know what that is. Happy birthday to all. Uh, let's see what happened today. Uh, in 1965 on this day, Bob Dylan was booed at Forest Hills Tennis Stadium because he played an electric guitar on stage and everybody was really, really angry with him. On this day in 1970, the Jackson 5 released I'll Be There. It was the Billboard song of the year that year. Smoke on the Water, Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple went gold today in 73. Boris Pickard's Monster Mash went gold in 73. And Marvin Gaye's 13th album, Let's Get It On, Let's Get It On, was released today at that point in time. Tina Turner's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame was released today in 86. And let's see if I have one more for you. Aletha Franklin was lying in state in 2018 on this day at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African-American History in a 24-carat gold coffin. And that's all I have time for. It's National Bowtie Day, National Cherry Turnover Day, and Race Your Mouse Around the Icons Day. And that's it. So, ladies, quick, one word. What's the website where people can find you? Real fast. Judy, where do you want people to find you? JudyTeatonAuthor.com. Thank you. T-H-I-E-T-T-E-N-J-U-D-I. Charmin, where can people find you? I am Charmin.com. I am C-H-A-R-M-I-N. Very clever. And Beverly Williams, where can people find you? Youremploymentmatters.com. I'm not even going to spell that because everybody knows how. Thank you very much. I like those. And my website, again, is akaradiored.com. We have a minute and a half. Jordan's telling me. Jordan is our engineer, and thank you very much. And I have uh, something from 2014, the top 10 tips for women. And the first one is the one I'm going to read, Aspire to be Barbie. The biatch has everything. I'm just going to leave that with you, lady. This is from nine years ago. Now, here's my closing. Let's go for the closing. Life is short. Break the rules. Yes. Forgive slowly. I'm sorry. Forgive quickly. I forgive slowly. I'm not good at that. Kiss slowly. Mm-hmm. Love truly from your heart. Laugh uncontrollably. Ladies, join me in a laugh uncontrolled. One, two, three. <laughs> Beverly, you're not breaking a sweat on that one. <laughs> there you go. And never regret anything that made you smile. And don't go away, ladies. We're going to take pictures. Final words. Work like you don't need the money because, Beverly, nobody else really cares, right? Dance like no one's watching, but when I taught disco in heels in front of 250 people, they watched. Sing like nobody's listening. I didn't sing much today. And love like you'd never been hurt because we all have. Let your heart grow back, regenerate, refresh, regroup, and love again. Here we go. Money talks. Mm, chocolate sings. La. And last but not least, thank you for turning me on. I stole that line. Ladies, wave goodbye. Bye, LinkedIn. Bye, bye Facebook. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Jordan, are we out? Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.